0: Hey there, it's Trish. So for Black Friday, I am so thrilled to offer you a few incredible offers. First up, you can grab one of my signature birth classes, either Calm Labor, Confident Birth Class, or the VBAC Lab combined with all four mini companion classes, including the Postpartum Recovery Class, the Birth Coach Class, the Newborn Academy, and our highly sought after purposeful positioning course. Get all of them for just $148 down from the usual $297 for our main class alone. And for those of you guys who already have the birth classes and are more focused on specific needs, grab our second bundle, all four mini companion classes for just 57 equip yourself with knowledge confidence and the tools for a powerful birth experience don't miss out on these amazing deals empower your birth journey today and remember these offers are only for a very short time go to labornursemama.com and pick your deal My name is Trish Ware, and I am obsessed with all things pregnancy and birth and helping you to navigate both the practical and the magical seasons of this journey called motherhood. I'm an all day coffee sipping mama of seven. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many babies in my 15 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse and as a mama of seven. I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice, check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show note. Hello, we are going to be talking about the stages of labor. And of course, I have notes to keep myself on track so that I don't get off on a tangent. I am so excited to talk with you guys today. So if you don't know, we are day one of Fearless Birth Experience. So every other month we do something called Five Days to a Fearless Birth Experience. So we're going to go ahead and get started because I want to respect your time. So each stage of labor has a starting and ending point. Tonight, I am teaching on the pain of labor. So if you're coming to the Fearless Birth Experience, we're going to be talking about your mindset. I'm going to be breaking down the entire mindset surrounding the pain of labor, but we're going to start with where does labor pain come from and how do I embrace it instead of fearing it? Because I don't want you guys going into the pain of labor being freaking out. Because if you go into labor freaking out, you're not going to handle it. That's the truth. So if we can have you going into labor with power and knowledge, then as you navigate the stages of labor, which we're about to talk about, you're going to be a boss. So if you haven't signed up for the fearless birth experience, do so now. Go to labornursemama.com forward slash fearless totally free, five days of classes. And then if you want to take the next steps with us, we're having specials. We always open up the birth classes and the membership with Mac Daddy specials during fearless birth. We're going to talk about the stages of labor. Each stage of labor has a defining starting and ending point. So the first stage of labor is broken down into three phases. And we're going to talk about each phase of the first stage of labor. So, three stages of labor are, yes, first stage, second stage, third stage. But we're going to break down the first stage of labor into three phases. The first phase of the first stage, are you guys following me? Is early labor. And mama, this is the longest phase of labor. This stage of labor, this early phase, can go on for a while. It can last anywhere from 8 to 24 hours depending on your body. If you get it in your mind that the early stage of labor can go on for a while and that's okay with you, then you're going to be able to handle that. If you get in your head that when labor starts, it's going to be a breeze and it's going to go quick, then you're really gonna mess yourself up. You're gonna, you're gonna just stump yourself up. So I want you to get rid of the thought that it's gonna be super quick. Most of the time, here's the good thing. Most of the time, the early stage of early labor, you don't even know it's happening. This is when most mamas are like, I don't even know if I'm in labor. I'm not even sure that I'm in labor. What we teach our L&M mamas to do is not even pay attention to the early phase, early labor. We want you just to do your own thing, keep doing life, go to work, get up, clean the house, get your kids ready for school. Whatever it is that you normally do, you want to keep doing. During early labor, you just live life. You don't time your contractions. You don't worry if it's real. You don't worry if it's false. You don't worry. That's it. That's your main job during the early phase of the first stage of labor. Remember, the first stage of labor has three parts. Early labor, active labor, transition. So we're still in early labor. Early labor is when you go from zero to four centimeters. So zero. this is one centimeter, two to four, okay? So up to four centimeters. So you are dilating but you're not necessarily in a lot of pain. By the time you start getting to three, four centimeters, you might have to pay attention. This is when things might be, what we say, declaring themselves. It's an interesting stage of labor. Now, if you're being induced, the early stage of labor, early labor, can feel very long. For my girls who wait for labor to start, for spontaneous labor, You might not even know it's happening. So people ask me all the time, if I'm being induced, is labor so much harder? The part that's really hard is that you're kind of like tick tock. Tick tock, so it seems a lot more drawn out. If you go into labor on your own, you also get to naturally build up your pain tolerance. Our bodies are so incredible. We have our own natural painkillers that as the labor progresses, our body produces a higher amount of our natural painkiller. But when we're induced, our body doesn't have time to get with the program. So a lot of times those contractions, although they're not at like, Way stronger, our body just doesn't have time to deal with them. So that's my answer for that. So early labor, zero to four centimeters. That's the first phase of the first stage of labor. Now we're going to talk about the, ooh. My notes are moving. So now we're going to talk about the next one. Now, remember, if you're being induced, the real key to the first stage of labor, the early labor, because it's going to be mentally and emotionally and physically exhausting, you might become discouraged. Remember, because if you're at home during the early labor, You're not gonna probably notice this long period. So make some plans if you're being induced for the early stage, the early labor. I want you to plan on having some distraction techniques, whether it's binge watching something or have your birth ball or have your doula and your partner maybe play cards or do something that will distract you. So early labor, your coping plan is going to be a lot of distraction, okay? At home, you're going to have just your normal distractions. You're going to have crap that you have to do at home, shit to get done. But at the hospital, it's a little harder because it's very mentally, emotionally, and physically draining to be tied to a bed. So ask to get up and move around, keep moving, go for a walk, do all those things. All right. So now we have moved past early phase of the first stage of labor, and now we're into the active stage. This phase, for the most part, is pretty predictable. Now, I say for the most part because I have a very weird labor pattern. So don't go into labor and be like, you know, labor nurse mama said this is how it goes. Because if you go slower or you go faster, do not hold me to it. Because I labor very weird. I typically am three, 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 pushing my baby, babies out. So typically though, typically once you hit five to six centimeters, you're in active labor. And you usually go a about a centimeter an hour, typically. There's always that girl who does it differently, like me. So the active stage of labor is from six centimeters. So remember, five to six is about active labor. ACOG recently changed it to six centimeters. So six centimeters is a really amazing milestone. So what we teach our girls, our Ellen and mamas, who are in the birth course or in my membership, to do with six centimeters is we say, do not let them break your water until you're in active labor. Six centimeters. And the reason we teach our moms as like a golden rule is because once you're in active labor, for the most part, you're going to continue changing. Things are going to keep happening. Baby's going to come. And so if you break your water at that point, there's not really going to be this like, oh my God, am I going to still be in labor in 24 hours? probably not. So there's not this like magical timeline on you. So you're pretty safe if you break your water in active labor, although you don't have to. Because remember, your bag of water is cushioning your baby, protecting your baby. It's there for a reason, protecting it from infection, keeping it cushioned during the contractions. You've hit five to six centimeters, you're in active labor, your your cervix is actively changing. And Now, you're going to go from six to eight centimeters. That is the active phase of labor. Is there a technique to ask them to wait till six centimeters? I know who you are. The technique is, hey, I don't want you to break my water until I'm six centimeters, if then. You guys, be direct. When you are telling your provider what you want for your birth, you just have to be direct. I teach my mamas, if you're an l and mama, you know this already, be direct. You don't have to be wishy-washy. It's your birth. You have a right. You've hired me as a labor nurse. You've hired your provider. You have a right to say, this is what I want. Now, at the same time, I teach my mamas that we don't refuse things because we can and we don't ask for things because we can. We're educated and we make educated decisions. So there are times where it is appropriate to break our water if it's another situation. So I do educate my girls. There are other times when it might be necessary. However, for the most part, it's not necessary to do it in early labor. Once you hit active and transition, if you want to have your water broken that's great the studies have shown that it only speeds up labor by about 30 minutes so is that really necessary if it starts a time clock do you have to have them break your water or can you wait until it breaks on its own absolutely do not have to have them break your water totally up to you okay so I digress so this mama says with my first birth my water broke before I got any contraction so when your body when your water breaks on its own it's a completely different story All right, active phase of labor, which is the second phase of the first stage of labor, it's a mouthful, you are going to go from about six centimeters to eight centimeters of dilation. Once you hit about eight centimeters, you're now in the third phase of early labor, and that is transition. And I am sure that you've all heard about transition. Now, once you hit active labor, this is when you really need your pain management plan. Your pain management plan during early labor, if you guys remember, I said is more like distraction, movement. It's pretty chill. You don't have to have a high key pain management plan for early labor. Now, some people do. Pain is subjective and coping with pain is subjective. So don't let anyone ever shame you if you needed a real high-tech pain plan for early labor. But active labor is when you really have to bust out your pain plan. Active labor is when you cannot ignore the contractions. That's when they really get your attention. That's when they're really annoying, really capture your attention. That's when you really have to start paying attention. Active labor is when your contractions are going to be less than four minutes, lasting longer than 60 seconds, hopefully for two hours. That's when you're also going to go to the hospital if you're still at home. Now, transition. Transition is the really persistent, psychotic, annoying relative that shows up and does not go away. The one that makes you feel Nuts. Transition is when you start thinking really crazy thoughts, when you're thinking things like, why the hell did I get pregnant? Who wanted this baby? Why am I doing this? I'm going home. I'm done. I'm not having this baby. I'm not going to push the baby out. I can't do this. I want a C-section and all the things that you never thought you would ever think This is when you might look at your partner and think really hateful thoughts. This is when all the craziness in the whole world, this is when I thought to myself, if I could just get over there and get a scalpel, I'm going to cut her out. This is when I call it the exorcist moment. But what I love about transition, and just so y'all know, I'm not trying to scare you because I've had all my babies unmedicated. And I love transition because although transition makes you think nutsy thoughts, transition is a sign that your baby is coming. Transition is a guidepost. Transition is like, baby's coming, I've done it, it's coming. Although it's also intense and so our natural Inclination is to run, get the hell out of there, run away. This is intense. I don't want to do it. That's our fight or flight syndrome because it's intense. So our body is like, ooh, no, sister, get out of here. But that's when you have to take control mentally. So up until now, you've used all these pain coping techniques. So this is when your partner, your coach, your doula, and your brain has to step in and say, okay, even though... My body is saying, run, get out of here. I can't do it. Your brain has to say, yes, you can, and you are doing it, and you're doing it amazing. This is when your partner has to get a little firm with you and remind you that you're incredible, that you're powerful, and that you're about to give birth to your baby. Transition is the big welcome sign. Like, you know, when you're almost to where you've been driving to and that welcome to Florida sign, that welcome to Hawaii sign, that welcome to this vacation sign. Transition is welcome to this baby sign. So when you hit transition and you start thinking netso thoughts and you start feeling wackadoodle, I want you to stop and say, it's the welcome sign. My baby is Coming. I'm going to have this baby. I've done it. Because typically, transition is super short. It is the shortest stage of labor, and you have done it. So, I want you guys to think that when you hit that crazy spot, because we all do, it's a hard stage. I am not negating that. I've done it six times, and I know it is. And All six times, I've thought some crazy stuff. And here's the thing. If you don't have your water broken for you and it hasn't broken already, typically during the transition stage of labor, this is when your water will break. Now, transition stage of labor is 8 to 10 centimeters. Look at that. 8 to 10 centimeters. So remember, your bag of water, let's see if I can visually show you this. Your bag of water is attached to the cervix, right? It's attached to the lining. So as it opens and dilates, it pulls it and it breaks and your bag of water breaks. So it makes sense as it gets this wide that your bag of water is going to break. So usually during transition, if your water has not broken, it does that. Now, if you're one of the lucky few who gives birth to your baby in the bag of water, which is called in-call, You might give birth to your baby in the bag of water, and it's really incredible. In my 15 plus years of labor and delivery, I've only seen it a few times. So transition is hard, but I want you to remember when you hit it to say, I'm seeing the welcome sign, Baby is coming. You can do it. Now, the key to transition is to keep moving around. Keep finding those positions. Work with your body. Listen to your body. I want your coach to encourage you, to remind you that you're powerful, to remind you you're almost there. Baby is coming. You're going to have the baby. Remember to take those nice breaths. If you're in the fearless birth experience, you want to get air down to your little pumpkin. And we want to make sure that your coach is reminding you to breathe. Because it's very easy to hold your breath during labor, but your baby depends on you to get air down to your baby and your uterus is a muscle. So we don't want to restrict air to your muscle because if your muscles aren't getting air, they it hurts worse. So we want to make sure we're breathing in, getting air down to the baby. So let's review. We're going to review three stages of labor. And we've talked about the first stage, which is broken down into three phases, early labor, active labor, transition labor. Early labor is long. Active labor is hard. Transition labor is hell but short. And it's a sign that baby's coming. Now, the second stage of labor, that's all about pushing. The second stage of labor is Intense. Now you've gone through the transition. Let me remind you one more thing about transition. If you have an epidural, now typically those of you who are getting an epidural, you're going to want to get it during the active labor, active phase of labor. For my LM mamas, I teach you guys to stay at home until you hit the contraction rule. So if you're a first time mom, that's less than four minutes, each contraction lasting a minute. For two hours. When you get to the hospital, if you've followed that rule, typically you're going to be in the active phase of labor, six centimeters. Get your contraction if that's your plan. Get your epidural if that's your plan. Don't get your contraction. Get your epidural if that's your plan. If you're going unmedicated, you're golden. Go through. So if you hit transition and you have an epidural, how are you going to know it? Mamas who have an epidural usually will know they hit transition because they're going to also have that transitional shake. A lot of my moms, unmedicated or medicated, are going to have a lot of shaking. Although epidurals can make you shake too. You might feel intense pressure and you might still have some nutsy thoughts. You might have some weird thoughts. So you might still know that you're in transition. Some moms just go right through through it with an epidural. Other physical signs of transition that I didn't cover for my mamas who don't have an epidural, you might vomit, you might just feel nauseous, you might have chills, hot flashes. Just think of like period stuff, hormonal things, emotional breakdowns we already talked about. You might get really angry. Something that maybe your partner's doing that you were fine with might piss you off all of a sudden. So just remember when you see an emotional or behavioral change in the birthing person, that is a sign that they're hitting transition. Okay, back to the second stage of labor. Second stage of labor happens when you hit 10 centimeters and the baby is ready for you to push. And I say that because... If you're 10 centimeters, but the baby's still high, I don't want you pushing. Now, if you're unmedicated, that's all gonna happen simultaneously because you're gonna have the urge to push when it's time to push. My epidural moms, we don't want you to start pushing until it all happens. Like the baby's down low, it's time to push. So I'm not gonna go into that too much because it's very controversial, but I do have some content on laboring down is what that's called. But let's just say baby's nice and low, completely dilated, ready to start pushing. So this is where we're going to talk about the ring of fire. So the ring of fire is that intense moment when the baby is pushing through the perineum. My biggest advice for that is weird. And it's hard to understand in some. So this is why I break it down inside of my membership with my mamas. You don't want to quit pushing, but you also don't want to blow the baby through it. It's like you have to prolong push. Like you have to pant the baby through, like you're blowing out a candle. But you don't want to quit either. So I've seen a lot of moms who hit the ring of fire. So the second stage of labor is pushing. So when you hit that moment that you feel that, and and this is for my unmedicated mamas, when you hit that intense burning You're going to want to release and let the baby pull back, but it's counterproductive. You want to hold it. You don't want to pull back. You want to let the baby stay there, but you also don't want to push it at 90 to nothing and blow through because that's when you might increase your chance of tearing. So when you hit that burning, what I always recommend is that you let it sit and you kind of let it ride there, stretch some. Do another little baby push, stretch some, baby push, stretch some. And what you're doing is you're doing these micro pushes where you're pushing through and naturally stretching your perineum and naturally bringing the baby through. And sometimes you can just hold the baby right there. And I know that's very nonsensical now, but when you're in that moment, you're going to be like, oh, now I know what Trish is talking about. You're going to want to blow through. Don't do it or you're going to want to run. Don't do that either. So if you have an epidural and you have a good one, hopefully you'll feel the urge to push. When you have an epidural, you might need a little more guidance. It's really important to practice the pushing positions to figure out, do you want someone telling you to hold your breath and counting? Or do you want to do open glottis pushing or closed glottis pushing? All of those things are worth looking into because there's not one perfect thing it's about learning your body and what works for you. So, I'm the first to say I am not a fan of pushing in lithotomy. That's where you're laying back, feet in stirrups. It is antiquated, it's bullshit. I don't like it. However, I am a fan of pushing on your back sometimes. I've had six babies unmedicated. And I have fallen back on my back and pushed some of them out, even though my plan was to do this, that, and the other. But that's what my body told me. No one told me to do it. So I am a fan of you guiding you. So you have to be educated. I say this on every class that I teach. If you don't know your options, you don't have any. So don't let anyone tell you, this is the way that's not true because we're all different. We are all different. There is not one way for all of us. We all have to understand our own body and work with our own body. Now, I do believe that pushing in lithotomy is usually not the best way. It's counterproductive to our physical makeup to push laying on our back. And if you think about it, if you were constipated with the biggest poop ever, you would never in a million years lay down on your back and put your legs up in stirrups. That would not make any sense to anyone. So if you have a human coming out of your vagina, it does not make any sense to lay on your back and put your legs up in stirrups. So I just want you to think about that. And here's what I teach my l mamas inside my classes and my membership that if your providers or your nurses tell you it's time to push and to put your legs up in stirrups, you can say no thank you. And I've got some labor nurses on here watching and we all know that we will not manhandle you into stirrups. Even if we tell you that's what your provider wants, we are not going to forcibly put you into stirrups. We will tell your doctor the patient said She doesn't want to do it, and that's how it will go. We will not force you. We are not allowed to force you, and we're not going to put our hands on you and force you. That would be a lawsuit, so... You have rights. Now, there are emergent situations where you might need to be in a surgical position. That is different, and that's where you trust your provider. So now I've gotten onto a tangent. That's what you can expect when you hang out with me. All right. So during this second stage of labor, during this pushing, you are going to feel encouraged pressure in your booty. It's mind-boggling. You feel like your baby's coming out of your booty. That is a huge sign that it's time to push. You will feel an urge to push. If you've ever heard of the fetal ejection reflex, it's incredible. I have a whole article on it if you want to read it. If we are safe and respected and in a place which typically is not a hospital place, if we feel protected and honored and safe, our body will actually push the baby out without our help. Does happen not very often, but it's a great thing to read about. Anyway, next, third stage of labor, baby is out. The third stage of labor is actually the last stage of labor and this is from the moment the baby comes out until the delivery of the placenta this stage of labor is anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes now everybody always asks me am i going to be in a lot of pain does it hurt to deliver the placenta usually you're after baby comes out you're not going to feel a lot of pain but right before the placenta comes out you might feel a little bit of contraction cramping very similar to the beginning of active labor, that very start when it's starting to be like, this might be labor. And then when the placenta comes out, it does not hurt. I always say it feels like you're birthing a jellyfish. It's boop, comes right out and it slides out with very minimal pushing. And then- That's done. Now, there are times where you have some complications. Maybe your placenta isn't coming out, or maybe you have a piece left in you, which is called a retained placenta. And that's a whole different story, and we're not going to talk about that today. Now, the fourth stage of labor, which is not technically labor, but it's been deemed, is the postpartum stage. This stage, the immediate postpartum stage, is the first two hours after birth you're going to be in labor and delivery for the first two hours after birth. You're going to be with me, you're going to be with a labor nurse, and we're going to be just assessing you, making sure that your vital signs are stable, and we're going to be watching you for one of the most critical issues that happens after delivery, which is postpartum bleeding. One of the most serious and most common causes of maternal death is postpartum hemorrhaging. So we want to assess you. We want to make sure that your is staying and clamping down and getting back down to its normal size so during this period every 15 minutes for the first hour we're going to be what we call massaging your fundus doing a fundal rub and just checking that everything's going back the way it's supposed to we're going to be doing your vital signs just watching you and assessing you and if you are low risk for bleeding you can always talk to your provider about not having pitocin after delivery But most providers give their patients a a bag of Pitocin after delivery. You can talk to them. Now, if you're someone like me that's had a lot of babies or you have low platelets or you have something, some risk of bleeding, then it's probably smart to get Pitocin as a preventative after delivery. But if you're low risk and you have no reason and you have no signs of hemorrhaging, then you may not necessarily need Pitocin after delivery. But talk to your provider about that. Now, if you are unmedicated, then we're going to get you up when you say you're ready. But it will be within the hour and a half. And we're going to take you to the bathroom. We will walk with you even if you were unmedicated just to make sure you're doing all right because you've lost blood. And we're going to show you how to do your peri care. We're going to set you up in there with all the fun stuff because going to the bathroom is not the same as before. And we're going to usually take you over to postpartum around two hours after birth. Now, for my epidural mamas, we're going to wait to get you up out of bed until you can move your legs around and they're not numb. Now, some facilities that I've been at, we might get you up a little sooner and use some contraptions to get you to the bathroom. It just depends But we really want to be able to see you somewhat put weight on your legs. And we call it the epidural strut or the epidural walk. And it's pretty interesting. I think we have a reel showing you how to do that. But we do want you to get up with assistance. You want to have a nurse walking to your bathroom. I think most places three times. Some two, but To be safe, you don't want to get up to the bathroom without assistance because remember you've had anesthesia on board so you are at risk for falling and the last thing you want to do is fall and knock your noggin. All right, so after delivery, if this is your first baby, I'm going to talk to you about after contractions. So you might have some after delivery. You might have some after pains, after contractions, there's all different things. But if it's your second baby or more, you're going to have what we call after pains or after contractions, and they are no fun. So even for my unmedicated mamas, if this is not your first baby, I suggest that you start taking some ibuprofen or Tylenol after delivery and stay on top of it because it can be very annoying. The more babies you have, the more after contractions you have. And who wants to have that after baby? And not many people talk about them, and it sucks and it hurts. It's like really strong, like active labor period cramps. That's a little bonus from Labor Nurse Mama. All right, you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this little four stages of labor teaching and a little bonus about after contractions. Hopefully you guys learned something today and have a golden nugget. All right, you guys have a great day. I will see you, I think, Thursday. I hope you enjoyed this shorty all about the four stages of labor. Hit subscribe and come back again next Friday. As always, bye for now.